Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, twisting it up for the holiday season. Why? Because there were like two weeks where nobody could record. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the holidays. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast and I am Ray Stacanis. I am Robert Clark Chan, and that does not mean that we don't love our very special guest. Well, look, it's just you know, yeah, and our audience. It doesn't mean we don't love our audience. Two of the three of us bothered to show up for you today. <laughs> the third one is at a Christmas party, or literally four at the same time. I don't know exactly how this yeah. works. This is this is holidays, and and I I took some shots at uh, Gina's love of the holidays last week, and I still stand by them. But she does. She does go hard. Um, she does. Yeah. Uh, Gina. Gina. Gina and holidays. Uh, yeah. That's that's a rager right there. Uh, but we are joined by star of stage, screen, and television, radio. Uh, did I mention stage? Uh, and the internet. Interwebs. Um, what else? Uh, uh, puppet uh, theater shows. Those those uh, viewmasters. The, the uh, thing where you like click click click. Yeah, yeah. Um, she uh, uh, etch a sketch. Oh wow that that's some that was some really early work. Um, um, it was excellent. It was excellent work. My light bright notoriety. <laughs> Eve Esquire is with us uh, once again. You've been on this show before. I'm pretty sure it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, things have happened. I mean, I hope so because it's been a while. <laughs> I hope something has happened. Uh, grew my hair out. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, that's something that counts. Yeah. Uh, Eve, take a second because I forgot to get my drinks together because my computer was acting up right before I got on. So I was hurrying. Oh, uh, I need to grab God. some sodas. Oh, Eve, my God. Eve, tell okay. a story about your life from the last three years. Oh, my God. Uh, I sold myself to corporate. I and I work for a big law firm now and I won't say the name, but it's one of the law firms where you won't hear. Harlan Crow's benefactor to Justice Clarence Thomas is being sued. Here's a message from their law firm. Uh, we're not that law firm. And as soon as that law firm was mentioned, I'm like, yeah, of course it's that law firm. I can shade law firms now. But uh, I, I have been to D.C. many times this past year. And I got to say, it's nice to be working for some really good people and making that big corporate money. 
Now that Hell is yeah. excellent, excellent news. Uh, side note: Where were you on January sixth, twenty twenty one? We do. We need to ask oh. this to every guest. Yeah, I I was in my law firms in my office watching in horror as everything went down. Okay, just you know what you say. You've been to DC a lot. You got to how often? When? It, and, these are the questions we got to know. Starting January of uh, no, December of twenty twenty two. So I'm huge amount oh. of space. You're in the clear. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Allegedly. I I need to talk about this goddamn cartoon. Okay. I was busting <laughs> as soon as I got done with this. I was like, I we need to go now. And it's already yeah. been it's, oh, it's man. been like, you know, more than 30 minutes since we finished. And I made I, you I made you wait. I gave but, Chan Annie blue balls. <laughs> Even Jimmy before Bear. that though, the first thing uh, uh we're doing uh, uh, little orphan Annie, uh, Christmas, her first Christmas special. What little what orphan Annie's or- animated Christmas from 1995 right there. I have <laughs> no, I'd never heard of this before. Eve, tell no. us what made you, what makes you love this? Um, well, I found this randomly on YouTube cause I love watching Christmas specials, Dean Martin, sure. the Carpenters. And I love Annie. My Christmas card last year was me and my family as a characters from Annie. With okay. me and my other female partner, we were both Annie because the, all the other parts were taken. Um, it just came randomly. I'm like, I've never heard of this. And I'm like, it probably appeared on Fox or something. No. But I mean, it's like, it's Little Orphan Annie. I, I can't not watch. And then I did watch. And to be fair, I have been pitching this to Chan for years. Is that right? <laughs> years. Here's what happens when oh, people boy. pitch me things. Oh, boy. I say, oh, dang, that would be awesome. Three minutes later, I have completely forgotten until the next year when I'm like, hey, wh- what's a cartoon that we should do? I am the worst, and I well, apologize. For the record, that's Robert how Chan Goldfish. is about um, That's how Chan is about show files as well. So don't worry about it. Oh, that too. Although, no worries. I'm just, may I say, I'm just excited we're finally doing it. After watching it, I am glad. And I wish that I had forgotten again this was... The worst, the worst thing I have seen in a hot second. And I have seen some real turds on this podcast. Oh, wow. The best part about it, the best part about it, because like you think, well, when was the worst animated Christmas special done? Surely the 70s, the 80s, most likely. No, 90s. That was the surprise for me. Also, this is barely animated. Barely. Yeah, they they cut some corners. It was done by Fremantle, which mm-hmm. I believe is the company that makes Hell's Kitchen. So, yeah, I mean, they, that's uh, American Idol, all that. It's it's they got a lot of things that. in their portfolio. You guys, you guys, it's, I got a confession to make. I kind of like this. <laughs> I Did you relate will, to the main character? Ugh. I identify with uh, richest man in the world, Big Daddy Elon uh, Warbucks, Big Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> Um, the the first note that I made, and I had to put it at the top because uh, I didn't want to get lost in the middle, was I had to remind myself to look up who did the voice of Punjab because it was <laughs> so weird. And you know what? Dude's been around. He has been working since 1979. His first gig was Mobile Suit Gundam. So, like, this guy's got OG cred. I mean, like, real old school um, anime to the point where like just a half dozen rolls up. He's got 200 some odd rolls. 
he was hot posai in Ranma one half. Oh which boy. There's only a few people who are going to know who that is. And I'm not one of them. Every single one of those people though, they're going to be like, I need to watch this show immediately. And when you do, <laughs> you'll be like, how, what? There's nothing. Haposai is this little grandpa <laughs> uh, who's a you know martial arts master, and his entire deal is stealing women's underwear. That's it. He's got one gag the whole series. Shows up all throughout the series, stealing women's underwear. Boom. You know, anime used to slap differently back then. It did. Yeah. Oh my, did it. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, just telling Chan before this that my other new favorite Christmas thing is to watch the anime version of Little Women. No robots. Dope as hell. Is, is it really anime? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it it it's done by an anime studio, but it's okay. It's just Little Women. They don't transform into anything. Nobody. And it's it's a Christmas special. Well, it's the Christmas portion of Little Women. There's a Christmas portion. Oh, all right. What I'm hearing is that there is a niche in the market and that we need to fill it with I mean, motherfucking. We write at dawn. Bronte's sisters getting in the giant ass robots. Fucking Jane Austen pulling out a fucking anime tank that's piloted yes. by some sort of, I don't know, uh, uh, AI, Mary Shelley. Um, just, just going to town. Let's bring back women's lit the way it was supposed to be. That's what I'm saying. I see. I don't want to tell this. <coughs> excuse me. I don't want to tell the story of Little Women. I want the characters of Little Women reimagined as mechs in a Gundam program. I mean, yes. and hey, this may seem like it doesn't relate to this piece of shit cartoon. It's wonderful. But for some reason, in addition to all of the stuff, because I thought this was going to be like. There was a little orphan Annie cartoon, and here's the Christmas special where, like, they go on some specific Christmas adventure. No, this is like one of those like origin stories. So either there was no um, series previous, and there this was like their you know like ah, bachelor pilot to get a series or something. I can answer that question. One off says right at the beginning, this is based on the comic strip. Ray. So this this assumes Shush. no other media. Shut it on the comic strip. Not any previous TV shows. Not the musical. Uh, none of that. This is ba- we took the basics of the comic strip. We updated it to 1995, so it's, it's current and modern. And I a- actually commented this animation reminds me of X Men '93. It did. Um, it is very, very similar. Bad. I was going to say this is actually the pride of the X-Men of the Annie universe. There you go. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I can go with that. That is excellent. Uh, So like, yeah, they're introducing the concept of little orphan Annie and the idea that uh, this rich guy finds this little girl and like adopts her. Uh, So that whole story, like say the entire story of the movie, Annie is crammed into this 24 minutes Plus, but also layer on <laughs> Christmas Carol. No, there's no need. There's no I, time. Do one or the other. Like, Don't try and. Oh. This was crazy, and they did. They and they butchered that. They butchered it horribly, and I, I laughed. Yeah, I loved no it. There's no room for it. They didn't have room to do all three ghosts. That's, uh. a, that's where I'm going to start. 
They ran out of time or something. It's wonderful. Who needs a ghost of Christmas present? You already saw the present. Moving forward. Uh, now, delightful. We'll get there no, when we get there. There was no past. They went straight to yeah. present and then future. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, but but present- you do get the whole thing and towards the end where he's like, it's weird. When I was younger, I had a head filled with red hair. Yeah, that was okay. Okay, hold on. We'll we'll get to these moments when we get to these moments because that uh, is bizarre. There's so many things that make me furious about this. It's it's so good though. I mean, like here's the deal. Uh, it, 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 much like last week with the uh, the Benji's first Christmas special, how they crammed in a musical number, but they waited till 18 minutes into the 22 minute special. Right? Mm. That's too late to have your first musical number. Mm-hmm. If you wait, it's no longer a musical. Yeah, yeah, if you wait until the end of Act Two, if you a- wait until the end of Act Two to start your a Christmas Carol reference, that's too late to do that too. Yep. You can't do that. No, and we'll okay, we'll get there. So, because this is wonderful. Although, because, although, yes, right at the get go, we open on uh, the mansion. We yes. go into the mansion, and for some that's reason, the longest in- animated credit sequence ever of nothing. Of nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Of filler. In the foyer, they have basically made Scrooge's uh, whatever that thing is that he his office or whatever with all the people like crunching numbers. Um, so like at the beginning, they do sort of hint at it, and I was like, "What is this going to be? The fucking Christmas Carol? That's weird." Ah! And then I discarded it because what why would it be that idiot would yeah. do that? Yeah, it's bizarre. He he has. He has a grand foyer to his mansion that is roughly the size of municipal stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and and has a giant Resident Evil style staircase with yep. a balcony overlooking it where he keeps his desk and that's the first room that's, of his house. That is that is his house. That's where he lives. This dude is the richest I am told person in the world, richest man in the world. And he doesn't have a separate building for his goddamn business. And it's makeshift. It's like everybody said, it's like everybody said, we want to work from home. It's like, oh, you'll work from home. You'll work I from home. Oh, no. But that's what I don't understand because he's the richest man in the world but can't afford to just turn it into a real office. He just has to makeshift in his front room. And that's and insane to me. It's not even fucking nice. They're it's like, nice. like folding tables in a fucking... How how many hundreds of millions of dollars must that mansion have cost? Yeah, if, if you've seen Silicon Valley, where they turn like the, all the different rooms into makeshift like uh, uh, computer areas, that's basically what he did in a giant open front room space, and it doesn't make a lick of sense. No. I, I, I love I mean, it. Technology is so. They have a fax machine. No, I know it's 1995. Faxes are the pinnacle of technology, but it's still deal. a fax machine, and there's yeah. only one. Did they have okay. any computers? I didn't even see. Yes, they definitely had computers. Oh, okay, okay, good. Yeah, they have this thing that looks like Synergy, but it's not Synergy. <laughs> uh, and I wrote here a couple of things right out the gate. It's 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve, and these people are hustling, and Big Daddy Warbucks is overseeing them, uh, doing, adding nothing, doing nothing. He's just sitting there hoping things go well, which He's is bad getting, leadership. giving himself an ulcer on the phone. He is a typical CEO calling his friends instead of working and pretending like he's putting in hard hours. Spoiler uh, alert, that's all CEOs do, I found out. <laughs> yes, that is correct. 
That is that is what you remember. If the former president used to have what he called executive time, and that lasted up until noon or one p.m. And and this is again, this is a thing I learned after the fact. Is I was just like, oh, he's just sitting around watching TV. Yes. All CEOs sit around watching like a C-SPAN or whatever or CNN while they call their other rich friends and talk about the stuff their company is doing. And that is how they spend the entire first half of their day, if not their entire day. That is all. Or they're barely animated special. Yes. (laughs) That's why you could be CEO of four companies simultaneously because that's all you're doing. Spoiler alert. Uh, we don't need CEOs, is my point. They're they're kind of a waste. Um, you know what we do need? We need Bob Cratchits, who have been updated for the 90s. Uh, we have, Please. except we're going to disregard Never be heard from again in this episode. Yeah, I finished my spreadsheets. Now, look, if the man finished his <laughs> spreadsheets and it's 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve, I think we're I think we're good here because he keeps... He keeps crushing the fact that I have to have this deal in place by midnight. What more can he do on his spreadsheets? They're done. And also, who is this deal with that is up on Christmas Eve with an urgent deadline of midnight to get this big government contract? I don't understand. Government officials don't work on Christmas Eve. They definitely don't work on Christmas Day. I'm just trying to figure out who is this deal with? Speaking as somebody who works at a law firm, uh, I did recently have a deadline of November 24th, and they're French. Uh, Okay. I'm going to blame the French government. Yeah. Not like our American holiday. You think they like Christmas? They're French. They could care less. You know, take that, France. Your free ride is over. Fuck Gotcha. I also wrote, is this Big Daddy Warbucks or is this Lex Luthor? (laughs) Halfway through, I thought it was Jeff Bezos. I mean, it literally, could have been any of the above. Uh, this is crazy. I, I just like uh, I, they don't really explain what the deal is. They don't really explain like it's just gonna. He's already the richest man in the world, and he's writing it like it's gonna make me the richest man in the world. It's like uh, <laughs> okay. I'm feeling like Chow Yun Fat doing that uh, meme as tequila, where he just leans out of the office, thumbs up, and goes back in the office. <laughs> That's how I, like, I, I like, do. Okay. I, I do love uh, Warbucks' line of, no one ever said, oh, if only I'd spend more time with my family. I'm like, you've never had a bad family dynamic, sir. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, that was a great line, honestly. There's some good writing in this. I'm just going to say out loud. This is a oh. very good special. Um, right. I will say that the writer of this is a lawyer mm-hmm. and <laughs> the creator and writer of Dino Saucers. Okay. I knew there was some talent in there. <laughs> We've done Dino Saucers on this show before. And if oh, I remember correctly, I, I loved it. I, You haven't heard the episode yet, Eve. Um, mm-hmm. but as I was saying, I do urge you to go back and watch Benji and the difference in writing. Like the thing is like the writing is not, um, the writing in Benji isn't like Shakespeare or anything, but it's good. It's solid. It all makes generally sense. acceptable. All of the like characters have like a thing, a point of view and like act like humans and they don't act like, uh, like like this 
Oh, well, Mr. Warbucks, I, I, I think... Of course you think, Hodgkiss. It's why I hired you. Okay, real quick. I like it. There's that. And then... Two hours till the midnight deadline, sir. I don't think we can make it. Then don't think. He tells the dude to think. Mm -hmm. The girl not mm -hmm. to think. Mm -hmm. And oh, this is yeah. real covert misogyny because it happens like 30 seconds apart. And I'm like, somebody is, uh, they're fucking with us right now, right? They got to be fucking with us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, why not? Why the heck not? Uh, listen, here's the deal. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I love the writing in this. I think there's a lot of dynamic stuff. The Everything starts breaking. And because it's the 90s, you can't have uh, equipment just not work. It has to be literally smoking and, ha you know, and have fog coming out of it, which happens to the, the photocopier. It happens to the fax machine. It happens to the computer. And then it happens to their giant screen. Now, I don't know what this giant screen is actually for. I just assume numbers, right? That's just, it has numbers and that's all you need to know. And everything is, but then Big Daddy Warbucks says, oh, don't worry, Punjab will fix everything. But Punjab. Punjab is IT. That is one of the but, most racially charged issues of this episode. Yeah, this is, we are we are uh, uh, far enough along that yes, that is already a racial stereotype. It's not like, oh, it was before, you know, what they know it's freaking 1995 that bringing in a South Asian and telling him to like fix all the computers. And then he does with fucking magic, with magical powers. Wildly racist. Off, his cape shirt reveals his like John McClane tank top. Oh, delightful. Fixed. It, I don't understand why that happened. He did magic, and all of a sudden, his shirt was off. Um, listen, what the fuck? We're not even close to that. I took copious notes about There's, it, though. Yeah, we're jumping. We're jump. We're leaping over all sorts of bullshit that also needs to be addressed. Yeah, uh, let's leaping let's lizards, Chan. Oh God, those fucking leaping lizards. lizards. Okay, 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 okay. Let's 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 do this in the order we should be doing this. Uh, Punjab is actually out giving away gifts, which seems weird. He claims this is what Big Daddy Warbucks wants from him, but based on everything we've learned about Warbucks, that does not track. It does not add up that he is spending his money on charity for his number one man to go around the city just giving random people items. We don't even know what the items are. He says they're like they're gifts and food, but what gifts, what food? Well, in the first like Warbike stationary. <laughs> first off, I like the idea that he's stealing, that he's just like taking the uh, company card and buying all this stuff that, you know, uh, daddy doesn't know about and giving it away to people. I like that. That's, I like that take. That, I'm, I'm into that. But yeah, we do know two things that he bought as gifts to be given away on the street. He has a fucking T-bone steak and a, a child's steak. dress. And a child's Why would dress. Bought either or both of those things in the first place. Who gives and away fucking steak on the street? And a child's dress is street steak. Weird. Yeah, you can't get down with a street steak, Chan. 
all of this is deeply <laughs> weird. It's, this is a deeply weirder. Weird it does. It Be- does. Because we're going to be introduced to Annie's dog, who is, and I'm just like, well, why isn't Annie's dog, you know, inside on Christmas Eve at uh, t- 10 p.m.? And I remembered, oh, yes, she's homeless. Okay. All right. Minus one point for Ray. That's fine. That's Jesus fine. Jesus Christ, Ray. Uh, it doesn't have a, doesn't have a collar right or anything. in her GD name. She's <laughs> fucking orphaned. <laughs> Look, orphans can have homes. Look at the kid from Cabbage Patch Kids with the leg uh, brace. Thank we, you. No, we're not going to. <laughs> and we uh, meet. We're not going to use that as sort of benchmark. All right. Fine. We have two neighborhood kids who seem like perfectly normal suburban kids. I don't know why they're perfectly trolling the streets. normal suburban sociopaths are like, hey, let's fuck with the dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a dog. It belongs to Annie, this child we know from the streets. Let's abuse it so it runs out of town. <laughs> Why? 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 Why do they do this? They're not that... dressed like homeless kids. Like these kids are like, they're from like Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Why are they in town at 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve harassing dogs? That, and that as is... we soon find out, they have nice underwear. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, to be fair, they're also street urchins. Are uh, they? Like, this is a territorial thing. She's like, we don't like this girl on our street, so let's get her off the street, you know, by chasing her dog away. It is weird. But then Orphan Annie. Okay, go for it, Chan. A.K.A. Drop it. the feral kid from Road Warrior <laughs> fucking leaps out of a tree and bashes the kid's skull into the pavement. Yes. Tries to drown him. Then there's the shot, this prurient shot of an underage boy's ass mm-hmm. before the dog takes a big juicy bite out of his butt. Yes. And it rips a hole in his pants. As she, his is, delightful underwear. as she is holding him under the water, it is super violent. And she's just like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go, boys. <laughs> it's I mean, Whoa. obviously a long lost relative of John Wick. Obviously. Yeah, that makes a lot uh, of or sense. I guess John Wick's, John Wick's mom? Is that does that timing work out? Um, or? It does not no. even a little bit, no. Okay. Well uh, I just wrote here, I love it that she's uh, channeling her inner macho man Randy Savage and coming yeah. out with a flying elbow from the tree. And then yeah, there's a literally a relatively no. deep puddle in the street, and she is straight up drowning this boy I in the puddle. Say, that's not macho man. That's not even Jimmy Superfly Snooka. That's motherfucking New Jack. That's wow. a dude yeah, okay. dropping from like okay. three stories. You're like, what? No, that's no. Why would you do that? And then just just casually beating the fuck out of someone. And if they die, eh, they die. You know what? New Jack's a hell of a wrestler because I will say nothing negative about a man who could kill me. But he's dead now. He could still, still kill me, Chan. He could still kill you. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm still afraid. <laughs> Tonight you will be visited by three ghosts. New Jack, I'm sorry. I will give all my money away. You don't even have to bring him here. I just my head hits the pillow and suddenly natural born killers just starts playing. I'm like, oh no! Where is he? Where's the shopping cart? Oh my god. Yeah. Drain my bank account. It's over. That that is the Christmas special we deserve. Oh, Oh, absolutely. If we ever did an animated 
a Christmas Carol version of knowing is half the podcast. <laughs> New Jack is definitely making an appearance. I'm just, I'm guaranteeing it right They're now. They're going to do an animated ECW special. I don't know. Just all the weird shit. Okay, what animators do we know that we could put together <laughs> a five-minute Christmas Carol with knowing is half the podcast? <laughs> I'll write it. I'll we'll happily see. write it. We'll make this thing happen. Oh my that's God. that's what all your Patreon money is going to, BT dubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my grace. So anyway, all of those things, yes, legitimately happened in this cartoon. And this is maybe the worst part of all because Punjab just shows up. The children seeing a large dark-skinned man just shout, it's a monster, run! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> They're yeah. in inner city New York City. Uh, uh, they've never seen a man of color before, apparently. <laughs> scans. That's scans. And they do, and they insist it's a giant monster. It is, in fact, Punjab. Punjab? Uh, Punjab. Uh, and he says, I would like to... A little Orphan Annie and her dog. I have two gifts remaining. A child's dress and a T-bone steak. What are and the odds... But you're rooting for Annie to take the stick and say, you're on your own with the dress, Sandy. I, <laughs> I'm eating tonight. I, ugh, like, the fact, there is no way, there is no way that any any grown-ass adult man, I'm not saying it's because he's uh, dark-skinned, I'm saying any grown-ass adult man who's walking around the street saying, hey, little girl, put on this dress. Mm, yeah. It's my gift to you. No, 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 no. Like well, at this Andy point, knows that this is stranger danger. Yes, hundred yes. percent. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely rooting for Annie to be like, no, I am leaving because everything we know as as kids who have been raised in this world is that you don't get into a car with some rando. And she knows this. And so he says, I would like to give you these items. She's like, absolutely not. No. He says, drugs I, I, steak. I don't I know like why you, you would drug a steak, but he yeah. did. I would like you to get in this limousine. And she says, no, she's a smart person. This is an episode of Law & Order SVU waiting to happen. <laughs> Ice-T will be a, called. And he's like, well, we'll talk to the police. You can vouch for me. And then we never see it. No, we, we do. Never see it. No, I, Eve, I will, I will, I will, I will push back on that because she says, "Well, if the police will vouch for you, first off, what rich person won't the police vouch for?" Boom, right there. That's true. But also, and they arrive at the mansion, and who opens the door for her? The goddamn police. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just thought he was on retainer. <laughs> uh, he is still counts. Still counts as police. Unquestionably, he is, uh, and that's. There is no way that a girl who is on the streets uh, is going to trust the fucking police. Zero percent chance. The police are also the ones trying to abduct her. Yeah, exactly. They're the ones who fucking beat her for sleeping on a a subway grate because she's, you know, too far out in the public. Yeah, it's uh, it's every everything. I just wrote here WTF to this whole police angle. What are we even talking about here? No, right, the police vouching for the rich. That's rich. <laughs> that is that, that is true. Is rich. Yeah. Uh, this this was about the point uh, where I texted you, uh, uh, <laughs> Eve, being like, 
the fuck is this? Because it's just, it's just at that point I was like, this is nuts. And then it gets worse. It gets weirder. It, gets, it levels up, and I can't believe that it keeps going. Yes, in ways you don't expect. No. Absolutely not. But Very random. It's the worst part. It's like, and then, and you're like, but that should not have been an and then. <laughs> so Punjab brings little orphan Annie into this front house, front hall, this gigantic Warbucks house. And uh, Daddy Warbucks uh, uh, correctly says, Punjab, why are you bringing orphaned children into my house? Why are you bringing street urchins into my abode? Uh, get her out of here. Punjab, where were you? I needed you. You're fired. Now, quick, come and fix all our office equipment. I that man is abused. That is exactly it, guaranteed. Um, it wasn't until like the when he's when this uh, happens, um, he says, uh, uh, um, "Oh, he does that every day. He doesn't mean it." That's the first time he says. He doesn't mean it. So it's he a recurring, bit, recurring bit. Punjab will go on to say it like six more times, and you're like, that is 100% an abusive relationship. And yes, honey, you don't have to stay in the mansion. No. Yeah. Even if you think that you have the power because like, he can't get by without you, he clearly can't get by without you, you don't have to stay and put up with that bullshit. There's no point where he's like, uh, hey, Punjab, I'm so sorry, man. Here's like, here's a thousand bucks. Go get a massage, or like, I do respect you. I just want you to know, you know, I I blew my top or whatever. There's nothing that suggests right. that I'm dealing with the French. They hate us. Mm. It's really, it's really obnoxious. You know, I uh, they're the the new the new NFL owner of the Carolina Panthers is a uh, hedge fund manager named David Tepper who I just found this out. He's fired like five coaches in three years. Uh, mm-hmm. He signs them to seven-year contracts, Chan, and then he fires them halfway through their first season, Chan, and then he has to pay out seven years of contracts, Chan. What? It's a good strategy. It's a good strategy for leveling up. <laughs> Get that long-term contract. I'm trying to... Th- anyway, the, one This of also the comes moves- to the point where you don't want to be the executive assistant for your best friend. No, it's true. Uh, unless you sign a seven-year contract that's automatically paid <laughs> and guaranteed, Chan. Yeah, Chan. Anyway, I mean... the, the move that I found out that he does is, because when he fired his most recent head coach, he mispronounced the man's name two different times during the 15-minute speech of uh, a no. press of firing him. And then I found out he knows how to pronounce the man's name. That's his quote-unquote move to put people in their place. And I've never hated a man more than the owner of the Carolina goddamn Panthers. Jesus. What a piece of shit. I have said many times, and Gina gets mad at me for saying it, but some people would benefit from getting their ass kicked. (laughs) I I don't think that that was Gina who who disagrees with you. She made me take that post down. I feel like Gina... Like routinely suggest that people should get their ass beat for Maybe having that was the idea. problem. It was she considered it plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out. Anyway, I just had to tell that story because uh, we're dealing with rich, obnoxious people, and that shit just made me so mad. GI Joe will return after these messages. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Here's Kenner's SSP Peewees. They're great little SSPs. The driver's in his cockpit. In goes the easy pull tea stick. A quick tug and they're off. Scooting along indoors or out. They're so easy to rev up and race. SSP Peewees with easy pull tea sticks and driver. Each racer sold separately. Now back to G.I. Joe. Anyway, let's talk about leaping lizards. Who wants to talk about this? Yeah! What? And this, will, this will absolutely not really pay off. No. It will not pay off. It will pay off, just not, it will not reward you in any it, way. This is, I mean, yeah, this I is, already argue. I would argue it pays off. Uh, again, this is sort absolutely of. them trying to get a show. Um, like, hey, this did so well. Why don't we just do uh, sixty episodes for you, huh? Sure. Look, you get to see these lizards again. These, oh, the oh, why? Okay, so Chan, do you want to play the clip, or do you want me to just say what happens? Uh, Here, these are my two pets. You and Sandy can play with them while you wait. Why would you do that? Why would you have them? Why would you just have them on you? Why would you give them to a random street urchin and tell her that her dog can play with it? They are a size that a dog would motherfucking eat them. Yeah, that's not good. Wow, I never saw nothing like these guys. They look like little green dinosaurs. What are they? They are lizards. They can turn color and blend into their surroundings. They are chameleons, I guess. They don't move like chameleons. They don't look like chameleons. I it's never brought up again. It's never brought up again. They never uh, make an appearance again. But but what's the payoff? And they have one other great ability. Somebody was like, we got to go to this comic strip, take everything that is said, <laughs> and make it a literal yeah, animated object. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they can leap great heights at any given moment. They are leaping lizards. What? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Look, my note for this is just what is even happening in all capital letters. <laughs> I don't understand. It's when delightful. I first watched this. When I first watched this, this was my point of like. I have no expectations for what is about to happen for the rest of the show. This is this is just where I, it's like you know when you watch Troll Two and he pisses on hospitality and you're just like what? Yeah. This is my that moment for this. Now my Troll Two moment is the musical number. 
and Benji. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and I guess you know what? Let's call it the uh, the redhead tornado moment because that was the <laughs> point uh, during this where I was like, "What? Yeah, she's a what? Like she was already acting like a wrestler, and you're just gonna straight she up is. call out that she's a goddamn professional wrestler." This the is, 90s. I love it. And this oh, is the moment Chan mentioned earlier. Punjab is a, he's a magical something. And he is made of magic. He loses his shirt for the rest of the entire cartoon, fixing all the appliances and uh, the computers and stuff with literal magic, magical powers. This it, is how CEOs think that most their support staff works, though. Okay, not you wrong. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Um, also, uh, in case you're wondering, here is the the MacGuffin of this midnight deadline. The latest government big shot is subcontracted out to me, a huge job worth big bucks. I get to dismantle all the pork in the national budget. Trouble is, if I don't close this deal by midnight, it's off. Well, that's what I don't understand. The deal is to have the ability to cut pork out of the national budget. So he's Ron Swanson. What does he have to what does he have to do by midnight? That's what I don't it's like, worth big bucks and it's being subcontracted out sure. to him. So so the job of laying people off is being subcontracted to him. Great, great, great. Um he's gonna make a lot of money from it. But what but does he, he have to, to- do by, by midnight. midnight. Does, does he have to find all the pork? Is this like grandma's boy? I found all the bugs last night and fixed them. You know what they suggest? You know what this situation suggests? That there is another mansion out there somewhere with people working in the foyer and they're like, oh my we God. haven't heard from Warbucks. We can't go home until we hear from Warbucks. The, I'm imagining maybe. there's a competing deal out there. So every mansion has a foyer full of people. There's three mansions. <laughs> Multiple foyers. It's just all <laughs> New York City is is giant foyers of people working <laughs> like stockbrokers. Do they do they have their own Punjab or is he <laughs> does Daddy Warbucks uh win the contract because he has a Punjab? Uh, Chand, uh, my answer to that question is my answer to that question is those other ones aren't the richest man in the world. Fair, mm. fair. But they all have sorry, a different Eve. Southeast Asian character. <laughs> That's right. You got one from Vietnam. There's two from Cambodia. Like, just they're all over the place. Oh boy, it's it, this is again. This is Benji's Christmas all over again. Um, <laughs> Annie now has found a pair of rollerblades because it's 1995. She runs over Daddy Warbucks's foot, and correctly, he throws her out again. Yep, 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 yep. I would. Also, shades of her Professor Xavier and Jubilee at this moment. I know, look, the X-Men yes. cartoon never animated yes. Jubilee as Asian. We know this for a fact, and they never portrayed her as Asian until the movies later on. But, like, it, it's Professor Xavier and Jubilee. Yeah, it is yeah, exactly yeah. that. He's a yeah. bold man in New York with a mansion and people working in the foyer. It's Xavier. And I like. <laughs> and one of them has magical powers. Yeah, okay. This all checks out. This was a soft. Let me ask the question: <laughs> Were 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 both of you waiting for Annie to develop latent superpowers sometime in this episode, like I was? Yes. This is solid. And block. I'll drop this now. Uh, do you know who did the character design for these characters? I do not. Greg and Tim Hildebrandt. And what are they known uh, for? 
the Hildebrand brothers, they are major arts, especially for comic book art. 1994 Marvel masterpieces. Some no of the way. most beautiful okay. artwork of Marvel See? characters. Like my favorite image of Rogue ever. I like beautiful, beautiful, beautiful art. Look them up. And some people are probably like, ah! and I do too. Yeah. That's for this show. It also explains okay. why I think it looks like X-Men 93. Yes. Uh, no, the reason why I recognize those names is because uh, of their fantasy work. That's where I've yes. seen them from. Um, oh, interesting. And like yeah, the sword of Shanna. Absolutely, absolutely feels like uh, um, like a visual artist who's used to getting screwed over by comic book companies, uh, getting like a calls like, "Oh shit, I could break into like Hollywood and get that sweet Hollywood <laughs> money," and then all of a sudden he finds himself in Quebec and is like, what "The fuck? How did I end up in a Canadian animation studio? God <laughs> damn it! Uh, gotta take Stay them at the Lock and Yada Inn." <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Uh, okay. So now the night is over. I guess he got the contract. I don't know. It's 1 a.m. And uh Warbucks going to bed. Uh and Punjab is going out at 1 a.m. to go find Annie. Ch- uh, Chan, could I get the sound pull from this scene? Because it was pretty it was pretty hard hitting and legit to me. I really liked this line. What line are you talking about? All the about? bad people are <laughs> home in bed. I know. Cause he's yes! in bed. That was shit. That shit slapped. <laughs> but also as a woman, this does not make me feel safer going out at night. <laughs> I can do whatever I want now with my boobs. Cause all the bad people are home in bed. I'm strutting it up. Yeah, we're safe. It's Christmas Eve. All the bad people are home in bed. Yes, I know. Oh, cut him. Cut him. It's over. Cut him, Mick. Cut him. Also, uh, yeah, I, I think this might be, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, just a reminder that that voice is deeply odd. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. And um, I did, I did appreciate they put uh, Warbucks in the nightgown and uh, yes. cap of Ebenezer Scrooge. And that's where I wrote. Are we? Wait a minute. Are we? Do, are we doing a Christmas Carol here now? Complete what? with the diamond stud. Yeah. And uh, the answer is yes. We're doing a Christmas Carol. He gets first introduced. His Marley character is his former loyal bodyguard who is dead. So apparently he did a very good job as his bodyguard. <laughs> that was such a weird pull. That, yeah. Like the, the person that would come to him. I'm like, okay, there's a guy. Obviously, his, his former business partner because we're I, doing yeah, a Christmas Carol. His bodyguard? His bodyguard. His Kevin Costner. Uh, like, how boss would it have been? It's like. It is I, the formerly richest man in the world. When I died, I made you the richest man in the world. Like that would have been like pretty, pretty, pretty boss. Yeah, been on brand. Yeah, but no, it's this guy who clearly he oh, doesn't have the ass. His yeah. name is the Asp, who is a legit the anime asp. character. The oh. Asp. Wait, a minute. was was he legitimately like the bodyguard of? Yeah, was it- yeah he was in the movie. I do not recall that. I don't remember anybody named the Asp. I like it better now. That sounds like Cobra. They didn't give him lines. Uh, all right. So now we get the next ghost, which is the ghost of Christmas present. You're right. I thought for a second she was past, but you're right. Uh, and it's a teenage redheaded girl, which I just found a little inappropriate. I don't know. I felt like this was, I mean, I, I, I understand what they were doing. I found this to be a little uncomfortable. 
And okay. I also found yes. it uncomfortable that she mentions life is like a box of chocolates. And then she's like, uh, or he's just like, oh, she wa- she references old movies. And oh, in my head, I was like, movie? yeah, it was two years ago, dude. Yes. <laughs> what uh, year does this take place in? 1995, Forrest Gump came out in 94. Like, look, when Spider-Man in the Civil War movie made a reference to Empire Strikes Back being a super old movie, he was correct, and it hurt me. Yeah. When yes. When 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 Warbucks references Forrest Gump as a super old movie in 1995, and it's two years old, that somehow hurt me more. It just. I would if you would have said, "Great, a teenager who quotes lame ass movies," I would have been with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do, but also, uh, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm getting all choked up here. But also, this is the same point in my notes um, where I have also mentioned. Wait, is this a pedo thing? What? I mean, what? it sure felt Wait. like one. It sure felt like one to me. Uh, I'm just going to uh, drop a, a screenshot in the chat because oh no! why did we need to see this? Chan, I why don't need to be arrested. Necessary? Chan, I don't want to be arrested. Um, also, she got real big titties. Ah, um, yes. I, I, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a weird, deeply weird choice. Yes. You dropped it in a chat. Also, I can't see, so that's fine. Good. I didn't. I didn't. Also, uh, like everything oh, feels like human trafficking. Yeah. Oh, Chad. Wait a minute. Who are you flashing underage boobies to? <laughs> what rando oh, just no. got that mom. treat? Never mind. Never mind, mom. Don't even. <laughs> God. Yeah. There we go. Now you got yeah, it. Exactly. Like yeah. there was something very upsetting about this. Now I, I will say, getting past that if, as best we can. Hold I on, love the but fact- let's not. Yes. A no. Quotes old movies. A teenage ghost with pimples is just pulled out of context. It's totally normal. Teenage girl with pimples, except the fact that he brings up that she's a teenage girl. Yes. So much. Yes. In a yeah. way that, um, again, in and of itself, not weird. But as the references mount, you're just like, why are you harping on that, bro? He's throwing a real Drake vibe into this show. Mm. It's not okay, man. It's Mm -mm. not okay. Uh, I love it, though, because uh, she says, let's go fly around. Everybody's out there flying around with their nightgowns. And he says defiantly, nowhere without his pants. And I love it. And he's wearing a tuxedo. He's put on a tuxedo yes. for this. And it made me so he's happy. Now, he is now Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. After five, what, are you, what is he, a farmer? Also, <laughs> I love the fact that he closes the door, fade to black. You see nothing. And then you hear, leaping lizards. It's like, what did you see that made you oh. say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Can't show what that on TV. You know what? You know what she saw, and it's exactly what we were talking about a moment ago. Wildly I mean, inappropriate, to be honest. Like it seemed very out of character for him to say, "I don't go anywhere without my pants." I figured he would want to be pantsless when he's around a teenage girl. Well, you know That's what? He knows he, rich. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say he, he. You know, he just doesn't want to turn into an Epstein, at least publicly. 
Um, and, you know, kill himself in prison. And maybe he knows that there are cameras around to get up, upskirt shots, and he doesn't want to be part of that. It's true. That's true. She is wearing bike shorts, though, which, honestly, mm-hmm. I love. I, I, yeah. I honestly like that fashion choice. Um, I may be a bit too much of a 90s kid. I mean, I That's love a bike Hildebrand shorts. choice. <laughs> <laughs> I like bike shorts, but officially not on underage kids. Yeah. I, I want to make that distinction. That's a problem. Because <laughs> that's where this show takes us. And I was uncomfortable. I was wildly <laughs> uncomfortable with some of the choices made in this scene. Okay, let's move past it. They find Annie. Uh, she's going to the orphanage. Uh, it's better than the streets. They make a very valid point that in these snowy <laughs> streets, the orphanage with a bed, meals, and etc. is better than the streets. So what's the problem? Uh the problem we find out almost instantly is uh, um, but no one dries her tears or tucks her in no one tells her to take her vitamin or gives her hugs the look on this dude's face when she says no one's giving her vitamins is (laughs) bonkers look look having people that tell you to take your vitamins that is some real family shit. I mean, taking time in your life to make sure your loved one is taking their vitamin D, that is vitamin love. What are you saying? Are you saying that because I'm not giving my kid Flintstones chewables and I'm a bad dad? Are you saying yes. I'm a bad dad? Yes, like, I judge my mom all the time because I didn't get my Flintstone vitamins. I'm like, but I'm one million strong and growing. Yeah. Yes, you're hey, not I- even 5'5". Five five. <laughs> that Barney could have made the difference. No, I deliberately need to keep that child small because he is very violent i need to be larger than him Chan, wait wait, wait 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 are you kidding me right now you want him to be medium-sized at least because the small violent ones are the problem oh boy i've screwed this all up oh my god uh, so wait, wait, let's get him some wait, centrum wait, 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 silver Chan. stat <laughs> Chan, are you saying that you will always be bigger and stronger than him I'm hoping. Like Joan Crawford at a mommy dearest to Christina Crawford? Oh, boy. You know what? I accept that comparison. <laughs> I will be daddy dearest, and you know what? It pains me, but this is the world we live in. What, oh, I'm running that movie. What I really <laughs> like, what really blows my mind about this is the fast 180 that Warbucks does in his heart. This is a guy who's clearly seen plenty of misery. He has no problem torturing everyone he works for and being unreasonable to them. He sees a child in an orphanage and he immediately goes, but who will love her? (laughs) Hold on. Why do you care? Because this is important. This is why. Who will be there to guide her and and love her so one day she can become a lovely teenager? Oh, what? Oh, God. Oh, Oh, no. No, dude, no. Why would you say it like that? Oh yes. no. And, oh, and not even not even a lovely woman. She's not gonna grow up to be a lovely woman. She's gonna grow up to be a lovely teenager. I will it's provide her with many bike shorts. Forever. <laughs> oh God. And that's and I, mean, I will like, never wash those bike shorts. Oh God. <laughs> this is why it just it just oh. like it's the things that accumulate, and yes. there's nothing in and of itself that is that weird. But once you 
tack it onto the thing before and the things that are coming after, you're like 100% creep. So we get, we we move on to the second ghost of the night, who is the ghost of Christmas future because F continuity, who cares? Who cares about telling the Christmas Carol story accurately? Uh, I'm just assuming, okay, we got future Annie here and she drops down and she looks exactly like Annie, but from the future and she's old and, and she goes, friend. yes, uh, and it has a great headpiece too. I would point out. And she says, call me, uh, Anne. And I'm like, you're not fooling anybody. Stop it. Stop no, it. No, apparently we are, we're fooling him though, because yes, he doesn't get it until explicitly, uh, later. Um, I, Look, I also have a hip pouch that uh, um, like straps around your thigh because they're dope as shit. Uh, and I live in the future and we all have um, pouches that strap to our thigh in the future, just like Anne here does. Uh, I did not get that uh, that tight tight butt cleavage now there's that, the question uh, yeah what happened to her ass you've shown me back-to-back pictures yes where, i and well, i don't I, want to be the one to ask this question but i'm looking right at it now because of robert clark chan uh, for the record no 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 not what because happened? of me because that is what they animated there was zero reason to have multiple shots of this woman's butthole and yet here we are here we are Look at us. We did open up on a child's ass. We did. Yeah, it's a lot of, there's a lot of kid ass in this thing. That's the thing is that there was no, like, dog bites uh, uh, mean kid's butt. Fine. We did not need the shot beforehand. Yes. Just looking, focusing on his butt. <laughs> That's wrong. They do it different up in Canada, man. I'll tell you that. Oh, Drake, this all, this all tracks. <laughs> I understand now. Oh, no. Yeah, he was um, in the studio at the time. <laughs> okay, listen. He was on Degrassi at this time. Um, the point I'm trying to make is uh, they've, she she has turned. De- I love this because, okay, here, follow this for me for a sec. Uh, she, she, she has turned Daddy Warbucks' mansion into something called Warbucks Kids World, where she helps prop up children, uh, like orphaned children, to become the leaders of tomorrow. Why uh, is this fucking mansion a wee work? What? But she hasn't made it nice. It's still a shitty office in the foyer. What is happening? Uh, also, these are kids working. You said we work. That's we with two e's. It is a we work. <laughs> I also like that. No, he I'm, hasn't... Going to, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yes. going to have to cut that out of this podcast because some motherfucking entrepreneur is going to be like, "Oh no, hey, that could work." <laughs> oh, you mean Oliver Warboxes? <laughs> Oh, I should also point out that uh, listening to podcasts is also what they do at executive time, those CEOs, just for the record. Uh, so that tracks. Uh, I do like that he never puts together he's dead in this scenario. <laughs> he's dead. How did you get that house? Did you yeah. become my wife? I, oh, no. You know, you know no, what? She's, you pervert. She sued him for crimes. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. I just wrote, it's my house now, bitch. <laughs> uh the gig is up he finally figures out yes you are the future version of little orphan annie potentially and uh, he, he has- does it by like he thinks he's tricked her oh yeah 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 <laughs> he, uh, um i mean he is the smartest and richest man 
alive for him. <laughs> Richest equals smartest. Leaping lizards. Aha, caught you. It's you, the little orphan Annie. All grown up. He grabs I her mean, shoulders when he says, all grown up. It's really upsetting. I mean, I guess the leaping lizards pays off. But you won't. See? It would have been cooler if there would have been the lizards. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, I have a regret to tell you about the lifespan of a lizard. Um, much <laughs> like Daddy Warbucks, they ain't going to make it to this year. <laughs> so, you know, Punjab isn't there the either. Montage. For the record. Yeah, for the montage. Give me a lizard montage. That would have been great. Uh, uh, and I, I will just, say, yes. I do want to say, I do appreciate her asymmetrical haircut. That is the future. Well, yeah. I love it. I'm sure in 1995, people were looking at this like, oh my God, how wild. And I literally had this hairstyle a year or two ago. So nice. they nailed it. We tried to get him to shave his head to play Dr. Mindbender, and that's why he wouldn't. I didn't want to look like fucking daddy, daddy, sweet daddy Warbucks. Oh, Chan, don't worry about it. You would have not looked like sweet daddy Warbucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, of that montage, yes. I need to talk about this damn montage. <laughs> we, we, we open on the zoo where they just stare. There's no real animation going on. I think a monkey moves. <laughs> and then we go to a graduation where he stands in front of everybody, probably blocking people's view. Unless he just like, you know what? You're going to have a one person graduation. It's all going to be for me, which actually makes more sense now that I'm saying it out loud. Yep. <laughs> and then at the end, he's he's walking with a cane. This is all standard montage stuff, right? You put a bed of Herman's Hermits, something good underneath there. This is a montage. <laughs> yeah. This is what he's fantasizing about. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we get what I think is the eventual like message, like the tagline, what we're supposed to learn from this cartoon. I, if I could summarize it here, all it takes is to be the richest man in the world to make a difference in one child's life. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. That's what I get out of this. Um, amazing. Here's what uh, I get amazing. out of this. Goodbye, Daddy Warbucks. How many times oh boy. do we say Daddy Warbucks? Just every time Daddy comes up, I'm like creeped the fuck. No, wait, Chad, out. Look, how many times have I called him Daddy Warbucks in this episode? <laughs> and you know I think what? The answer is a lot. Yeah. 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 I I I can totally see you fucking this dude for I his mean, money. Look, he's the richest man in the world, Chan. What do you want from me? Uh I gotta make that rent. Look, I I I'm not going to F with Daddy Warbucks. I'm just going to become his 43-year-old orphan girl that he adopts. See? Okay. That's, he's probably yeah. got a lot of them. So, you know, you'll have to, yeah. you'll have to like, fight for um, uh, sugar baby supremacy. Is that what we call hey, it? Hey, look. I grew up in the time of Anna Nicole Smith. I can do this. Okay. I'm strong. Oh, yeah. Respect. Oh, yeah. Uh, then there's the montage of two grown-ass dudes scouring the city for an underage red-haired girl yes. which is very not suspicious and nobody would look at that and say that's weird once again i believe it was in fact a recent episode of law and order svu <laughs> um i also wrote here so i guess we're not getting that third ghost <laughs> <laughs> like that just it just blew my mind that you would do a send-up of a christmas carol and only do two ghosts. 
besides the Marley character, of course. But like, who does that? This man is a writer. He's a lawyer. So I'm going to say it's probably the lawyer in him that is doing this. But it's like, in what writing class that you've ever taken anywhere where the rule of three has not come back? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is 100% him having written the third ghost. Finding out it was uh, the it was too long, the runtime was too long, and so we had to cut something. So we cut that because like, oh, whatever. I already wrote the thing. There's so much else he could have cut. Um, this is true. We get that line about like, when I was a child, I had a head of huge red hair. Mm. Yeah, now what you're never gonna see. And we talk about the fact that it intimates he might be her biological yes. father, and yes. he still right. wants to fuck her. It's very Ooh, upsetting. The dear right. Oh, dear Lord. Not since the former president mm. wanted to bang his own kid. Yeah. That's pretty pretty gross. But too, he honestly. knew that was his kid. Yeah. He 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 suspected it was his kid. <laughs> so Punjab, we have to find her now. They go to the orphanage. And Annie, Annie wants to throw down. And I love her for this. She's, I will sock you in the nose. Yep. And she does a sweet, like, slide move between his legs to get to her dog. <laughs> it was rad. Was very unnecessary. It was so necessary. But it was the 90s, and even little Orphan Annie has to do some extreme sports sometimes. That's right. The only thing is she didn't do it on a skateboard. That's the only thing that was missing. Right? Um, and this ending, compared to how wild and crazy uh, the rest of the show is, this kind of falls flat like a turd balloon. Warbuck says, I want to adopt you. No, I just no, wrote no. here. No, no, he hold is, on. Yes. It does not fall flat. Oh, excuse this me. This is peak cringe. Yes. Listen to the words he says. Please. I want you and Sammy to come live in my mansion. That's weird. And I'll adopt you. Uh, okay. And you grow up to be a beautiful, clever teenager. What? God damn it again. What? Again. He didn't say clever. Compassionate, loving adult who makes life better for all kids. The, you want to spend so much time with kids. That concerns me. The, that, you don't that, just. That, a that's person, on the bingo card. You, you, you're, you're, you don't just like spend all your days doing business because uh, you have a choice. You can become a parent. You can, you know, mm-hmm. donate to kids organizations or do something with do children. Yeah. If you suddenly out of the effing blue decide you want to spend a lot of time with, uh, around kids as an older man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. 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 And you can lure those children in because you are a child. Yeah, yep. to be fair, Chan, uh, you know, they he, he does talk a lot about these teenagers, but they're like, you know, they've got old souls. <laughs> they're very mature for their age, Chan. <laughs> God damn it. I promise I'll dry your tears, tuck you in at night, remind you to take your vitamins every day, and give you hugs. Give you what? Lots of hugs. No. Chan, Warbucks, why is she crying? <laughs> that you need to dry her tears. Fuck in time. Here comes the tears. <laughs> Why is she always crying when you put her to bed? 
Let me become Daddy Warbucks, Annie. Mm. For the record, that's, that licking sound was the dog. I do for the people at home. I want to make sure I'm clear on this. You know what? That's fair. We do need to make that mention. This. I already am Daddy Warbucks. Oh, kill me. I get shivers down my spine. Me. There's nothing that falls flat about that. This is a fucking horror show at the end. Yeah, I, it is. No, I, I will say, I will say, I, I am an asexual woman. I am in a relationship with a man that I do call daddy. And the movie, when he's like, I love you, Daddy Warbucks, I bawl my eyes out because I'm like, my dream has come true. This does not do the same thing for me. No, there's nothing wrong with the movie. Clearly, child trafficking. There is nothing wrong. Come into my limo. My kid calls me daddy, and there's nothing weird about that. The way she says it, the way he says it, every single time in this cartoon is deeply unsettling. Yes. Look, I can speak from personal experience. Having an adopted daughter who calls you daddy isn't weird. It is horrifying in this particular scenario. Yes. Horrifying. Uh. And I just wrote at the end, all right, there we go. We're done. They just ended. Yeah, no. It just sort of ends. There's a quick montage there at the end where he points at the tree and he mansplains what a tree topper is to Annie. <laughs> oh, I missed that somehow. What? Can we get a he sound? Just, pole? He, just, he just points at it. There's it's no. Just, there's no. Oh, all right. Montage. Right. He just points. Either and that or like, That's what a tree does. weird cult like thing. Like, worship it, Annie. <laughs> Ah, the cult of the tree. Yeah. Here we go. Alan Wake 2, everybody. It's it's real and it's among I, us. Um, I'm sorry I got heated, but this rubbed me so far the wrong way. I cannot begin to tell you. I Look, here's the deal. I love weird. I like when cartoons make weird decisions and go and make tangents and left turns, especially when it's not like a gag, gag, gag all over the place. If it's a Family Guy episode, then the tangents and turns fit the thing. This was trying to tell a relatively straightforward story and made a lot of very weird choices along the way. And then about two thirds of the way through, it decided to be very uncomfortable. I could see very much why this was not picked up for a series. Choices were made. I will say two more things on this. One, I can't believe the man who probably penned the line in Dinosaurs of some friends came in from out of town. Wrote this. Great line. Great line. <laughs> it's, it's a great line. I, I will stand dinosaurs. I was late for school every day that show was on. Dinosaurs. For those three glorious months that show was on, I was late to school. <laughs> um, I will say I really like the characterization of Annie. I think this Annie is a really fun character and she's just Saddled with SVU characters. Yes. And she's voiced by Sue Blue, who is voice acting royalty. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar, uh, but I should be. Uh, she was on Gem. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. She was on My Little Pony. She's done so many, and she was a big voice acting um, agent. She was, uh, she was my partner Donovan's agent. And I like the story he tells, like, whatever I did, whenever I got done, she just turned off the recorder and said, you nailed it. With that <laughs> voice. 
<laughs> and for the people at home, she voiced the voice of RC in 1986's Transformers the movie. That would be no, the lady yeah. Transformer. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, she is royalty. She's a superstar. Judge Holy J. crap. B from uh, Bravestar? Uh, love that too. <laughs> uh, she's played a lot of tough women. And like this is another tough woman in her roster. Just one that fell to child trafficking. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah. She, here's the deal. She's a superstar and I just didn't even know it. I've learned something today and I'm better for it. Uh, everybody, final thoughts on Little Orphan Annie. Uh, I did still like it despite the creepy elements. Um, of I think course it, you would, Ray. Yeah, it's and weird. I guess it's I'm weird. here to be the Gina to remind you, of course you would. Yeah. Look, I. it made me very uncomfortable, but there was enough in there before that. To bring me joy, There's nothing. a couple of good lines, a couple of very good lines, I thought. So overall, I give it a mild thumbs up. Uh, uh, Chan, we'll go to you next. Eve, your cartoon picking privileges have been revoked. I don't want to have to watch anything like this ever again. I am worse. We're all worse for this experience. I, I don't hate you. I'm just disappointed in you and you can't wait for the next one i can't wait I for mean, the next one this is wild that's a great choice i guess we'll have to Eve, what are your what are your final thoughts and feelings about this um i watch it every year it is might, a <laughs> it, it, it was wonderful this is a wonderful piece of art and I will hear no nothing from Robert Clark Chan and his naysmithing. This is a Ray and Eve Esquire versus Chan episode, and it makes me happy. Yes. I this that might be a first. I'm I'm not sure that that's it, it very much might the be. thing yeah. we've uh, delved into. This is fair. Uh, otherwise, Eve, uh, what where can people find you? What are you working on? What do you want to plug? Uh, you can find me at Eve Esquire. I'm just kind of in a low, uh, in a bit of a lull right now. I'm getting ready to. Uh, come back with a vengeance in 2024 yeah i'm gonna say the thing that cursed me in 2020 it's <laughs> gonna be my year <laughs> please don't give us a <laughs> oh boy uh now i'm uncomfortable more <laughs> oh boy uh well well that's that i don't know <laughs> i was i was gonna i was gonna give you uh the time that you uh you need to plug all of the things that I normally cut off. I normally just stop the recording so you don't get to oh, it's do the that. Christmas season. Okay. I gave you a pause so that you could do that. Oh, okay. Well, then what I'd like you guys. She and Sandy make the pair. They never seem to have a care. You little sheep, this little orphan Annie. Bright eyes, cheeks of rosy glow. There's a store of healthiness handy. Might size always on the go. If you want to know, Princess Sandy always wears a sunny smile. Now wouldn't it be worth the while if you could be like little orphan Annie? Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast.
So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling into water. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. And oh I was my just, god. Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my, my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co op partners. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.